0: once upon a time barbie decided to record a podcast with some of her friends so she could reflect on all the movies she's made over the years this is that podcast
1: Welcome to Barbie as the podcast princess. Uh, My name is Eric Morales.
0: I'm Carrie Shooty,
1: and we are here for our very first episode of uh, 2022. I talk way too much about fiscal year in my job, so I was about to say FY22, but that makes us sound way too businessy. Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: Let's not. Let's not do that. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yes, so we are kicking off uh, 2022. We finished out 21 with our. Uh, Christmas episodes, uh, Christmas mm. Carol and Barbie Nutcracker with an awesome guest in Sarah Schutte. Um, So we thought that we would start the new year with a new movie, uh, yep. as in a We're brand mixing new movie.
0: things up. Yes. This movie However, came out in 2021.
1: It did. Crazy. However, there's a twist that not even Carrie knows about, which is that there's a new segment on Barbie as a podcast princess. Insert Barbie music here. Do, 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 do. Um, so last episode, I tried to do Barbie news, but my Barbie news sucked because it wasn't good because there was no Barbie news. So, Uh um, I'll come up with the name of this segment. It's going to be currently called Barbie as the Barbie pod news anchor cast podcast. That's the name of the segment. Okay. And, uh, I have some Barbie news for you. Uh, as of Tuesday, January 11th, uh, there's a new Barbie honoring journalist Ida B. Wells the famed black journalist who worked to expose the horrors of lynching is being yeah. immortalized by Barbie. <laughs> so okay. I didn't know this was a thing, but it kind of seems like Barbie is getting in on, like, American Girl Dolls shties here. Mm, uh, okay. They have an inspiring women's series, uh, and it features, and I quote, the journalist in an 1800 style high-neck black dress with her hair piled atop her head. So, I'm going to send you the link to this uh, so that we can hear your hot takes. Since You, of course, are the Barbie aficionado. um, Sure. I just want to know your immediate thoughts. Like, you know, is it a good outfit? Uh, You know, does this, would she work in the dream house? I don't really know how the Barbie Inspiring Mm. Women series works, but.
0: Yeah, I don't know either. I feel like they are probably, like, people separate from the Barbie universe. Like, I don't. Sure. I feel like. Ida B. Wells does not exist in um, Dreamhouse. <laughs> um, Probably. Makes sense. But, I don't know, that's cool. I feel like they're, like, clearly putting in some effort to, like, you know, get with the program and stop making uh, only white blonde supermodel dolls. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. yep. So
0: that's cool. Now, see, here's what
1: I thought was interesting. I don't know much about Barbie, but I feel like they've been doing not necessarily like tall white malibu barbie for a long time like they've been doing other barbies but i didn't know they were doing real people Mm, yeah like i I didn't know that was a thing so i may have to do some more research on that and report back next time for our next segment of barbie as the podcast news anchor podcast news segment
0: wow i can't wait for the next one
1: Transition music out. So great. <laughs> yep, it's a pretty good segment. It was so good uh-huh. that I cut it last time. <laughs>
0: okay, And so I good that it. we're gonna do it again.
1: <laughs> it was so good that I'm gonna reference it. I just cut it out because it was mostly me talking about the town of Greenville, Texas, and you and Sarah are going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and
0: it was awesome. <laughs>
1: Shout out to Greenville. So oh, we love uh, you Greenville
0: fans. We
1: really do. <laughs> uh so aside from this amazing news uh we have a new movie today carrie what is our movie
0: uh barbie big city big dreams 2021
1: 2021 brand new movie uh as in the most recent barbie movie
0: yeah yeah i mean this is quite a contrast to the ones that we're used to um the ones that we have covered so far um i don't know i have weird feelings about the recent more recent barbie movies because they all are like all the music is like really bad and like it's all like i don't know like techno girl boss stuff <laughs> and it's bad and the other ones were good and these aren't as good so i have weird feelings
1: You're sure i like that very Complex and well minded take, <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, you know, m- m- I'm a movie buff, so like I have to have these like really finely tuned opinions. And, um, yeah, here we are weird feelings,
1: <laughs> sure, sure. Um, well, here's a contrasting opinion I no. liked this one better than Fuck two off. of the three that we watched. I actually liked the music, <laughs> I thought Ew. it was actually kind of enjoyable. Um, and i mean bigger thing biggest thing man is the writing better now
0: whoo
1: like there's characters there's arcs there's actually like depth happening there's complexity i actually like enjoyed this movie to,
0: what is it like to have no taste is that sad I for know. you um Do you have a hard
1: it time is with that? yeah famously um, i don't have great taste except yeah, when so it comes sorry. to barbie big city big dreams um this was great it i'm going to throw fine. that out there
0: it was fine. You said I you liked lot. it. I had an okay time. It was better than I was expecting it would be. I thought it would be, like, absolutely abysmal. It was fine. But it did not have the, like, I don't know, the, the nostalgia. heart. Nostalgia. <laughs> Shh. It didn't have the heart of the earlier films.
1: Yeah. See, this is where we're going to differ the most definitely, like, as we get further to this podcast. Because, obviously, for me, there's no nostalgia for those. So, for me, the difference was, like, oh... The other ones are literally only banking on the fact that it's Barbie and it's a story you already know. This is, like, original. They have to actually do stuff here. Um, And I enjoyed that. Uh, That's uh, fair. It feels like they have to try more. And I think I enjoyed that. I will say the most shocking thing right off the bat, though, was she's not an adult. Yes. She's clearly, like, in high school.
0: Right. Also, I think this is the first movie I've seen where she has parents. That are, like, actually shown.
1: I was going to bring that up. Uh, I wrote that down in my notes. She has three sisters and parents.
0: She's had three sisters in the past. Like, in Barbie uh, uh, Perfect Christmas, she has three sisters. And so, like, that's not totally new. But parents, never seen them before.
1: And what are their names? The sisters are, they're not Kelly. I know that.
0: There's Chelsea, Stacy, and Skipper, I think.
1: Chelsea, okay. Stacy, and Skipper, which is a wild name for a kid. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so we can we can sort of... Wait, Shelley, Stacy, and Skipper? Chelsea. Oh, Chelsea. Right. Okay. So yeah. that means currently we have three separate spheres of Barbie. We have Barbie with Kelly. We have Barbie with Shelley. And we have Barbie with three sisters. Yes. Like, thus far that we've covered in this podcast. Right. Okay.
0: And then we also have new Barbie Roberts, which, okay... Maybe I'm jumping the gun a bit, but boy oh boy does this movie Let's fit let's save well it. Let's save it. Let's into... save it. okay. okay.
1: Yeah, um, it's wild. Wild. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. I want to actually I will throw you this. I want to start despite just stopping you from jumping the gun, I'm going to go ahead and jump it. I'm going to hand it to you oh, so great. I can jump it.
0: <laughs> okay, cool.
1: Um I just want to give you this right at the top because I had to cut out a lot of this last time because there was so much overtalk that we couldn't hear anything. <laughs> So I just want to start it off at the top just to give it to you here, mm-hmm. right here and there. This is the queerest Barbie movie we've watched yet.
0: Yes. Yes. That is <laughs> exactly like, what I legit. was going to say. Yes. It's legit.
1: Yeah. I'm so it's glad real.
0: you're on board because... This yeah, one's... I was, it's
1: not even really subtext. It's basically no. text.
0: I was writing yeah. so many notes about that and I was waiting yep. for you to argue with me on it. But yeah. No, they, it's there. They are in a romantic relationship. Also... There are so many queer people in this movie. Like like all the dyed hair, her friend with the pink hair, hello. Um yeah, it's extremely queer and um that was very fun.
1: Okay, so now let's jump back over the gun. Back over the gun to the to the I don't what is that phrase? Jump the gun. Oh, it's racing. It's racing, right? You fire the gun and then you start off the racetrack, like in the Olympics. And also the sport of track. I bet that's what it is. (laughs) Uh, Barbie Trackstar would be able to tell us, I bet. So, yeah. Barbie Big City Big Dreams. Uh, in this version, Barbie is Barbie. That's important. Like, she's yeah. not telling a story to her one of myriad little sisters from different dimensions. She, this is a Barbie biopic. Like, she, this is her past. We're learning about young Barbie. And she is on her way to New York City. I don't know if they ever name it as New York, but
0: um. it's
1: obviously yeah, new york. i don't think they do they talk about the pretzels and the taxi cabs so yeah it's new york uh in order to go to what uh alex sitting on the couch next to me immediately got excited to dub basically interlocking uh
0: uh-huh.
1: a creative academy is that like a good way to say it for a yeah. summer program
0: I think in it's order like to a...
1: be broadway stars
0: Right. I think it's kind of like a Juilliard type vibe, and it's a summer program. Right. Um, this is, movie is very similar to the Hillary Duff movie, Raise Your Voice, um, if you've seen that. <laughs> um, I have not. Also. Alex said it was
1: basically like Camp Rock. So I, okay. I, I think that's fair too.
0: A little bit of both. Yeah. Summer program yeah, yeah. studying music.
1: Right. Yeah. At like kind of like a special, these are all kids who study music in the same spot. Yes. Yeah. So that is what Barbie is here to do. She is here to. Because she wants to go to Broadway seems to be the idea. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, 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 she gets to not New York and she uh, sees the academy, which the inside of which, have you been inside the new Kellogg Global Hub?
0: Yes, I have. It's very. It looks exactly like
1: it. You're right. I I thought it was was funny that they they kind of captured that like a lot of modern architecture i feel like does look exactly the same and they captured yeah. exactly what it looks like the big staircase leading down to the the tables in the front and the windows and i yep, thought it looked
0: kind of similar to the cafeteria in high school musical um similar yes. vibe
1: <laughs> very similar i yes. that's something i wrote down and we can i hope we can touch on more as we go is this movie and high school musical i think had a lot in common to me like they had similar beats they Some of the music was a little bit similar. Um, It definitely felt Mm -hmm. like it belonged in the same kind of, you know, uh, sort of like spiritual Venn diagram um, as High School Musical. So uh, I'm glad you pointed that out. So so she gets there and she gets there early and we're introduced to what I thought was going to be an important character and like a sub-villain, the maybe Russian janitor. And then we just never see her again.
0: Okay, I'm currently (laughs) looking her up because the second that I heard her voice, I, this is a very, very niche reference. She sounds exactly like the old lady in the Madagascar Penguins Christmas special. (laughs) And I'm looking her up right now to see if it's her. Carrie, Um, I,
1: I, you are someone that I generally, and this is like experiential. It's not me like taking a guess. Like you are someone who in general, when I say, have you seen this? The answer is always no. But you've seen the Madagascar Penguins Christmas special?
0: Duh. Because it was on the Madagascar DVD, which I owned.
1: (laughs) Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, I don't think I dove into that DVD.
0: Oh, it's great. Um, Can we...
1: I'm going to... While you're searching for this, I'm going to take the wheel of this podcast and take a hard left off of the freeway (laughs) and into the river of segways. Did you watch the Harry Potter reunion on HBO Max?
0: You bet I did twice.
1: Okay. Okay. Did you also watch the terrible game show?
0: I did. It was really bad.
1: It was really bad. But here's the only thing that I enjoyed about it other than watching Helen Mirren stand up there and like pretend to give a damn about any of it. Yes. um, I'm not like 100% on this, but I think I'm right. The narrator's voice during the reunion special. And the way that they had all of the things set up in the game show, I think it's the same guy who narrated the special features on the Harry Potter DVDs because Hmm. the voice was so familiar to me and I like couldn't figure out why it felt so right. And so like, just like a weird sense memory of like, why have I heard this voice say Harry Potter? And then when they were designing like the, the way the game boards looked in that game show, I was like, this is... Definitely just the special features menus. Look at that. Um anyway, uh i wow. ordered a tow truck to come pull us out of the Segway River and we're back okay. on Highway. Yeah, we're
0: back. Um, it does not look like it's the same voice actor, even though I swear to God, they sound exactly the same. But we'll come back to that later, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I I dove in through the the list of voice actors to try to get an idea, kind of like we we've done before. Uh, only to find that it was – I mean, not a bad thing. It was mostly new voice actors, which I actually think is kind of cool that they're – it it almost seems like these movies are, you know, maybe a little bit of a launch point for early careers. Most of the voices don't have any credits before 2010 to 2015. So hmm. that's kind of cool to see. Um, okay. The most interesting thing that I discovered, though, is that she, the voice of uh, Malibu Barbie Roberts – we'll get back to that uh, – mm-hmm. and the voice of Ken – Malibu, I guess, Uh, they have been the voices since Barbie Dreamhouse
0: um,
1: in 2018, which I don't know if that's a new Dreamhouse or if that is the original one. Uh,
0: No, I think there's only one Barbie life in the Dreamhouse.
1: Okay, cool. So yeah, Yeah. they've been the voices since then. So they do seem like they are the new canon voices. Okay. Um, So they're not doing like a new voice every single time. But that does mean that we don't have Kelly Sheridan.
0: Damn it. I love her. But also these new people doing a great job.
1: Yeah. I enjoyed it. <laughs> so let's get to the, the the craziest part of all this, right? So we meet our Russian yes. janitor who never comes back. And uh, then Barbie goes with her new friend that she ran into to go to their respective dorm rooms. And they both arrive at the same room, which only has one name on the door, Barbie Roberts. Uh, Incredible. First off, Barbie's last name is Roberts. Yes. That's interesting.
0: You bet it is. Yeah, really interesting. I, I, I,
1: I, okay, all right. Um, that's uh, that's uh, that's like called a handoff. You know, like I'm sort of throwing you that, so oh, yeah. you can take that and run with it. But that's okay. Here's what I'm more going with. Um, Barbie has a last name, and it's Roberts. I is that canon? Is that yeah. only for this movie? Have you heard that? No, before? that's
0: canon. Her name is Bar- Barbara Millicent Roberts. That's her full name.
1: Her name is Barbara. Yeah. Barbie is short for Barbara. I had no clue. Also, her middle name is Millicent?
0: <laughs> yeah, because she was named in, like, the 50s, and they didn't know how to name people good in the 50s, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hot hot take from Carrie. Yeah. They didn't know how to name people good.
0: <laughs> nope. <laughs>
1: um, okay, that's really interesting to know. I did not know any of that. I thought they made that up for this movie, so that's, that's fascinating. Um, yeah. Millicent, they don't want to update that, huh?
0: Apparently not. Um, huh. But also, I thought, I mean, just the fact that they're introducing a new character that has Barbie's name is like crazy to me. Like, because I feel yeah. like in, in like a meta way, that kind of like breaks all, I don't know, like if you think about like their dolls and stuff and how they have like like dolls that look different, but they all are called Barbie dolls. And stuff. Yep. So they're all Barbies. So maybe we get a a multiverse movie in the future where there's a million different Barbies. Absolutely mind blowing. Um. That was this... my pitch
1: last time. If you remember yeah. my Red Ranger pitch. Oh sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 And I I feel like this it like really really works well with our BCU theory, um, the Barbie verse, um, if you yeah. will, because. They, you know, one Barbie went into that time tunnel and all these different Barbies came out. And here here are two of them interacting. Absolutely crazy.
1: Yeah, I I thought it was really interesting from like a business perspective. Like, I, and, and you'll have to correct me here if I'm wrong, but they've definitely had toys that are not. I mean, OK, we should make this clear since no one has seen this movie we're talking about, I'm assuming. Um, <clears throat> the other Barbie Roberts is a young black woman. Yeah. And that feels, A, very new for the Barbie films. But to my knowledge, that's not new for the line Barbie itself, right? Like, they've had Barbies that are not the atypical, like, when I say Barbie, what do you think of? They have had dolls that don't look like that for a while now that are still called Barbie. That's correct, yes? Right.
0: Yeah. I don't know that okay. it's specifically, like, this doll's name is Barbie. But they are, they fall under the umbrella of, the like Barbie, Barbie doll. dolls. Yeah. So. Okay,
1: cool. And I think what's so interesting to me about this is I feel like even if that is true, the the obviously, like the symbol, the marketing is still like, oh, this is Barbie, right? Um, I feel like a good example of that is,, um, uh, uh, there's that uh, office episode where the hottest toy of the Christmas season is the uh unicorn fairy princess something like yes. that. I don't know if you've yeah. ever seen this episode. I have. And uh the only one left that Dwight has is the black unicorn princess one and it's like a it's a play on that joke, right? Of like, well, it's the same doll except to the like white consumer audience it's not, right? And obviously that's the point of the episode is like that's stupid A and B like why would that be the case? So it was so interesting to see them be so blatant like This is Barbie. Like, there's not a second of this movie that does not claim that this Barbie Roberts is Barbie just as much as Barbie Roberts, who is the blonde white girl, is Barbie. Like, they are both Barbie. There's no question about that. And the part I really enjoyed about that is they make it equal by giving them both new names. So Barbie Roberts from New York is called Brooklyn and Barbie Roberts from California is called Malibu. In a much worse, and I think older version of this movie, they would have given her the name Brooklyn and kept Malibu Barbie as Barbie, mm-hmm. right? Like, they would yeah. have been like, oh, you're both Barbie, but we're going to call you Brooklyn. No, <laughs> in this, like, they are equal. This is Brooklyn and this is Malibu. That was fascinating. I I did not expect that at all. I really liked it.
0: Yeah, I want to know if the creators, like, thought deeply about the larger implications of there being multiple Barbies, or if they were just like, oh, this is such a funny little plot point to have her meet another person with the same name. And that's all it is. I don't know. I'm very curious.
1: I am too. My guess, and this is just a guess, but I'm assuming that like that level of, like you just said, like, it does feel like there was intention behind it and like a carefulness to not be as obtuse and insensitive with it as they may have been even, I would say, 10 years ago. Like, it just feels different. My guess is that Mattel, I, don't, I may assume they have obviously say over what happens here, is recognizing a trend that obviously a lot of brands are, but this is true um, in a lot of like child brands, toy brands, entertainment, et cetera, that the buying power of black populations in America is very strong and they are have increasingly over the past 20 years been trying more and more to capitalize on that buying power and it feels like this is sort of a recognition of like we have to think about this in a way that we may not have had to 20 years ago not because like they didn't have to think about it because they decided that and now i feel like they can't get away with it right like it's the internet hasn't made it harder to get away with. And I would hope that Mattel has just recognized what is right and what they should be doing. So uh, I would hope yeah. there's intention behind it. Even if it is also like if they started at the drawing board with like, oh, this will be kind of a funny idea. Um, it still Have feels you... like at some point somebody sat down and, and sort of said, let's do it right.
0: Yeah. Have you seen um, the like Barbie documentary that's on Hulu? I think it's called like Tiny Shoulders or something.
1: No, I have not. I've seen the um, the Toys okay. That Made Us episode, but that's it. Is it good?
0: Okay. Yes. So it is basically about how, like, a couple years ago, um, they, like, had to completely rebrand because, like, people weren't as interested in Barbie dolls anymore because everyone was like, oh, this is promoting, like like, diet culture and, like, these are nobody's bodies look like this and so they had to like completely rebrand and that's when they started to have like barbies that uh, have like different body types and like different skin colors and hair colors and hair textures and stuff and so like i feel like probably around i like i feel like they they have made a concerted effort to like change what the like narrative about barbie as a brand is like And, Mm. like, to be more representative of more people. And so I feel like this very much ties into that.
1: Did they change the doll itself to be actually proportional or did they keep it? Because I can honestly see either direction in terms of, like, there's a socially good direction, which is change it so that the doll reflects an actual proportion and actually, like, you know, shows concepts of what is. And then there's the business perspective, which is originally, from my memory of that documentary I watched, the doll itself, the designs were based on how easy it was to put clothes on versus not. Like they weren't ever meant to be proportional Mm -hmm. and it was never meant to be viewed that way. And B, it's so iconic and I would assume – I'm just taking a guess, but I would assume they hold like a copyright over that – like, literally the dimensions of that doll, right? Like, you cannot make a doll that has these exact dimensions and call it Barbie. Like, that's ours. So, do you have any idea if they kept that or if they've also made the doll itself proportional? Like, is she a real person now?
0: So, I think they have, like, a couple of different body types that you can select from. So, they have, like, the classic Barbie crazy body type. Then they have, like, You can get, like, a short doll or a tall doll or a plus-size doll. And then different skin colors and hair and stuff. Um, But I think they they did still keep, like, the original, like, very, very crazy skinny Barbie.
1: Right. See, I'm curious to see how they're going to play that. Like you said, like, this is the first movie that I'm aware of that did this. I, I don't know if there was another one, but it feels like the first, the way they treated it. But... I don't, they can't keep doing that same story, right? Like the next one can't be, this is Barbie Roberts and this is Barbie Roberts. One of them is Malibu. One of them is plus size Barbie. And like, I don't know how they could keep repeating that same story point. So yeah. what I'm curious about is, I are they, they going to wouldn't. transition toward having a Barbie movie led by not Malibu Barbie? I don't know, but I'm, I'm really curious I'm guessing,
0: to see. I'm guessing that they would just have like main Classic white blonde Malibu Barbie as the lead, and then just have her friends be a more diverse group. I'm guessing, just sure. just based off of what they've done so far. Um, yeah.
1: Well, back to Big City, Big Dreams. As you can yes. tell, this change rocked us to our core <laughs> because <laughs> this. I mean, it's just, it was so surprising, and they treated it so differently that like I I feel like we just can't help but devote time to it. It's important. So yeah. Um, they meet and. They are living in the same dorm room and they start setting things up. And this is where already it just immediately started feeling like a romance. A lot of this movie to me is like written, the conflict beats, the character beats are written like you would be writing a romance movie, Uh, a a rom-com, a young teen rom-com, but a rom-com nonetheless. And it's present in this little montage. So I want to know what you picked up from this montage.
0: Yes. So basically, it's just this like whole like sequence of them like setting up their room and like, you know, they're like sitting on bed, the bed next to each other, looking at each other's phones. And like they they at one p- point, like put their um, stuffed animals in each other's faces and are like playing and stuff. And then the lyrics are at one point they say, um, it's like we're meant to be. I mean, hello, this is love. um. Yeah, I mean, I I did not really like most of the music in this, but um, all of it was very suggestive at romance. Um, yeah, it was a, a beautiful uh love story to watch.
1: Yeah, they have kind of the uh, <laughs> I think the montage, you know, some of it's obviously just like cutesy, like we're roommates and we're like figuring out how to live together in that kind of like cute, having fun summer way. But then there was these little moments where they were doing, like, the classic, like, we're feeding each other food. I fell out of the (laughs) bed. Like, things that are just, that's what that is. Like, it's—it's that's not normal. That's not, like, that is not a normal thing beats to put into a film in which it is not meant to be romantic. So, that's what's happening. I don't know. (laughs) There's just no other way around it. Um, Also. So, that develops, obviously.
0: Yeah. Then they, like, meet some other people that are in the program. Other people that are very clearly, like, coded as queer. And, like, they even say at some point, they say, like, we don't believe in labels.
1: And... Yeah, I want to I come back to that. Uh, Rafa.
0: Um, yeah, yeah.
1: So Rafa is one of the side characters that we meet who is in the costume track, I guess. Uh, that's the house he got sorted into at uh-huh. uh, Juilliard Hogwarts. And uh, I guess I actually should correct myself here when I just said he got sorted. I don't think that's meant to be true. I noticed this from the minute they introduced them. They do not use a pronoun for Rafa ever, ever, the entire movie. Mm. They say Rafa every time. So they meet Rafa, and they introduce us to their c- dog named Gato. And the uh, Brooklyn mentions, like, oh, a dog named Cat." And Rafa says, yeah, we're not really into labels. To uh-huh. me, that's the Mattel version, sort of like the Disney version, right, of saying, this is a non-binary character, like yeah, that's who this is. Uh, this, Damn, uh, uh, it's as explicit as they're gonna be in the year twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two, rather. Uh, or uh, you know what I mean. So yeah, I was shocked by that alone. Again, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, did I hear that right? Is, is that a... did... yeah?
0: This is also not the first time that they've done something like that. So we haven't watched Princess and the Pauper yet, but in Princess and the Pauper. Um, Erica, who is the pauper, um, she has a cat named Wolfie and Wolfie believes that he is a dog and she's like, oh, I'm gonna like treat you like how you feel. And like, I'm not going to insist that you be a cat and act like you're a cat. Cause that's not who you are. And I feel like it's kind of a similar thing of like, just letting people be themselves. And yeah, I don't know. They've been doing this for a long time.
1: I, I was really surprised and shocked and and very happy to see it. I mean it's you know I I think it's a really great way to bring in sort of a a normalization um and not you know, I think there's a cynical perspective which is like this is still the giant toy company's way of playing it safe but yeah the the other perspective I'm choosing to take on it is this is them also creating like a normalized narrative that contains characters like this without it being a movie about queerness right like as in like because they're struggling because of queerness or whatever that may be which I feel like is a very common trope is that it has to be about struggle rather than just characters existing within that framework so I was very interested to see Rafa Um, so that is one of our side characters another side character is Emmy Lee who is Mm -hmm. our hidden pop star kind of uh i guess sort of like hannah montana-esque character sure. um very popular vlogster uh, this movie is very gen z in the sense they're like she is so popular because of her vlog and i was like man this is a different world yeah <laughs> like th- this is not the same level of fame i'm talking about um who has a uh what used to be friends with giant quotation marks with brooklyn wink um and, again, the way they treat it is she gets very awkward about it when she when, uh, Malibu talks about how she loves Emmy Lee and how she, like, is, or uh, Emmy, I guess, how she's obsessed with her performances. And uh, Brooklyn gets very awkward about it and is very much like, yeah. Oh, that's exactly what it is. she says. Did you guys used to be friends? She goes, yeah, you could say that. <laughs> that's, that's an X. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then... I feel like Barbie or sorry Malibu she like gets a little bit weird about it then because you yes. know it's the current girlfriend meeting an ex it's never easy
1: <laughs> Yep uh it very much felt like that Um so we have a lot of interesting little setups there Uh so the crux of the the plot of the movie is uh, all of the students at this summer camp are vying to be the Star student, I don't know. They're trying to be the Demi Lovato of Camp Rock, uh, well, and p- they're, they're play on the stage
0: for a spot to play in Times Square at the end of the summer, and it's gonna be right. live streamed.
1: <laughs> and there's a name for it. It's like the st- Spotlight Star Show or something. Yeah, you know, it, yeah. it's the big deal. So they're all vying for this, and there's different tracks, and the two tracks that we see are costuming and everything else. <laughs> Which is if you're if you're Brooklyn or Malibu um, or Emmy Lee, who is hiding? She's she's currently being Miley in this scenario. Incognito. Uh, it involves uh, ballet and also fencing and also instrument practice. <laughs> Which I was just confused between yes. like yes. Why is this one so complex? And then costuming is it sounds like you're making costumes like and I'm not that's easy, but it's a lot more focused at least.
0: Yeah. I feel like, I mean, the ballet and the fencing, I get. If you're going to be a Broadway star, you might need to do, like, sword fighting and dancing. Makes sense. I think that, I I don't think we ever saw uh, Malibu and Brooklyn playing instruments. Did we? Because I I feel like that might be a separate track. There's, like, instrument track. No, no,
1: no. Broadway the. She's playing the guitar. She brought her electric guitar and she plays it in the class. And she snaps her string during her I'm stressed out song.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that so that's, that's the basic idea, right, is they're all trying to get the central spot and Malibu Barbie is having a hard time because they started off by basically saying she's from the West Coast and she's now on the East Coast and the time difference screws her up. And that's, again, <laughs> I liked this as like just a basic like screenwriting perspective of like that's a pretty good inciting conflict. Like she's already beginning her journey with a step back, like with a negative. That's a very simple, easy, understandable way to do it. I like this. Uh, and it snowballs from there, where Brooklyn is obviously doing better than she is, and she's trying her best and failing. And, you know, uh, I don't. That is our second song, I think.
0: Yeah, it's a very like grind culture song um, <laughs> because Barbie is a product of capitalism. Um, and I also, it confused me. How did Barbie get into this program? I assume there had to be an audition. How did she get yeah. in? Because she is clearly not a Broadway star. <laughs> She's never yeah. gonna
1: make it. Yeah. I mean I the the sense that I got was that it was very like she's supposed to be good at this but she's really getting screwed up here, right? She's like she's not yeah. she's she's off her game, right? Um the the thing that I I noticed I was trying to keep track of the songs and I thought they were interesting. So the first one to me sounded a lot like high school musical. Um it sounded like a, and this is when they're in the dorm room uh and they begin playing their electric guitars that aren't hooked up to an amp, which i just sort of just skated over that <laughs> like i don't know how yep. don't know how that's working but that's okay don't worry about it. um but that one sounded exactly like a high school musical-esque kind of summer teen bop and then the next one i had to go look up the credits to make sure it wasn't actually kesha because the grind song as you called it it's it's definitely supposed to be a kesha song right like it's meant to invoke that idea um to the point that i had to go look it up i was so confused that they brought Kesha back to do this. It wasn't her. So um, I did
0: not get that but, vibe, but I I believe I, you. Go
1: listen to it again. Maybe it's on Spotify. Go listen to it again, okay. and, and now do it with Kesha in mind, and see if if you agree. I it was really interesting. I actually like that song a lot. I agree with you that it is a. It's supposed to be like kind of a grind culture, or in this case, I think um, specifically like a pressure to succeed culture, right? Pressure of perfection. But yeah. the whole idea is that it's wrong. Right, the song. It, the song is not advocating this; it's saying this is incorrect. You're you're not actually doing what you need to be doing. So, I thought that was interesting. Um, uh, I, yeah, overall, I just liked that that conflict in general. I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. The one thing I did note during this whole sequence, back to our, our conversation about how they depict things, is this is the only part where I think the sort of equality of the Barbies falls apart a little bit because Malibu is still our protagonist. And what I noticed is in these big group sequences, she is the only blonde in the movie. Yeah. She's the only character they allow to be blonde. So when you're in this big group setting of the ballerinas, I lost track of Brooklyn because there's actually quite a few dark-skinned, dark-haired characters, and they're all moving pretty quickly through the scene. So you lose track of her, but you never lose track of Malibu because here she is with her golden head of flaxen hair, right? Like, and there's a little bit of where I think it falls apart just a wee bit of like, she right. still has to be unique enough for you to track, and I get that from a movie perspective. You have to track your protagonist, but it does also make it seem like she's maybe a little more unique. Uh, she's still you know, the I think it falls apart attention. a little bit
0: there. Yeah,
1: yeah, just a little bit, but not too bad. Ah, uh, so Barbie's stressed out. So what does she do? She turns to her friend Ken, who she calls on the phone, and this is where. Man, I, I I'm I'm so glad that you came in this episode assuming this was gonna go the other way because it's really the it's it's like we entered a Twilight Zone. <laughs> so Barbie's bisexual, right?
0: Yeah. Duh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Like <laughs> that that phone call with Ken, uh Ken's not like her friend. Ken's like yeah. her her friend.
0: Yeah, yeah. In the way that Brooklyn and Malibu are friends. Yeah.
1: Right. Like I know that they are in like the canon of Barbie and like Most of my Barbie exposure comes from Toy Story, I realize. But like this that conversation even had very like, I'm calling my crush from back home kind of thing. Honestly, I
0: don't even remember what they said in this phone
1: call. What did it wasn't particularly powerful? She was basically just calling him to say, like, oh, she's kind of stressed out, it's not going very well. She met someone named Barbie Roberts. Isn't that crazy? And it was basically him doing the the kind of, you know, secondary character pick-me-up call, right? He's like, you're going to do sure. great. You're Barbie, be yourself, et cetera. However, a lot of the way they animate the body language I thought was important, where he would say something kind of like silly or goofy, which I think you could read as flirty, and she would like kind of twirl her fingers a little bit on the mm-hmm. balcony, or she would kind of lean back and kind of lean into the balcony and up and kind of, you know, the little wry grin. Like, again, things that are just... All of this is animated with intention. You can't, it's not like it's accidental. Yeah. That was for sure either A, we are together, B, we are exes, or C, we are crushes, and or any of the above. Um, which to me, this is that that is again, as far as Mattel's ever gonna go to scream, no, yeah, Barbie's bisexual. We we've we've confirmed that here.
0: We see you, Barbie, and we love you.
1: <laughs> Cause I'll be honest, I didn't I, I think I knew that Barbie and Ken. Canonically, were a thing in the sense of like he's meant to be the boyfriend doll, I guess. Like that—that's yeah. what I always assumed. But I guess I—I I never realized that. Like, I don't know if I ever knew that they put that down on paper, quote unquote. Like in a movie, they're like, no, they're together. Here, they're together Barbie in life in the Dreamhouse. Oh, I don't remember seen. that.
0: Yeah, yeah. They, oh, okay, great. I think they're officially like boyfriend girlfriend in that. um
1: Same voice actor too.
0: Okay. Interesting. I like so I wonder, like, do we think that this is supposed to take in the same, take place in the same world, and like, that's her ex, maybe? I don't know.
1: Could <laughs> I'm be. I'm so confused. I don't know. I mean, I think Dream House seems like they're adults, though. Yeah. So well, I think this would be a prequel, if anything.
0: Maybe. I'm also not, yeah, I'm not sure, sure if she has all three sisters in Dream House. I think she might only. <sighs> I ha- can't wait to oh get no, to she does have three sisters. Let me. I'm gonna look it up right now. Um.
1: So. You uh, uh we we meet some some characters, we find out that Emmy Lee is basically Miley Cyrusing her way through this. Well, not Miley Cyrus. What's her name in Hannah Montana? Miley Miley Stewart. Miley Stewart, thank you. uh, no, <laughs> and then we're introduced to our, I guess, main antagonist, sort of. I mean the antagonist is really like Barbie's desire for perfection, but <laughs> sort of our main antagonist, which is Emmy Lee's dad, Mr. Yeah. Miller. Um who is immediately unlikable which is good uh and i definitely got distracted by something because brooklyn ends up falling down the stairs or something and she hurts her ankle i thought that mr miller pushed her down the stairs (laughs) oh no like that that's what i thought was happening i was like jesus barbie like take a take (laughs) a chill pill mattel this is intense like he just pushed her down the stairs for his daughter to succeed. This is some Riverdale shit. Um, it turns out, no. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm I'm on the right vein, but that is not explicitly what happens. Barbie basically runs into her, and she falls down the stairs, and now that's
0: she falls obviously the a problem. Pit. Yes.
1: Oh, that's honestly maybe worse. That's a big tumble. Uh, yeah, honestly, um, that's pretty
0: dangerous. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's, and, and they do a good job of making it clear why that would be a problem, because we know that Brooklyn wants to dance. She yeah. has said that that is, like, her love and I don't know. I mean, they don't really say this so much, but I feel like as an adult watching it, you have the context of like that could be her career right there. Yeah. <laughs> like I felt a lot of fear as an adult of like, oh my god, we just saw this girl end her career and her dreams her right dream there.
0: Dream is over. Yeah.
1: And I I don't know if that would register for kids in the same way. Like I think it might be a general like that was spooky, but as a yeah. grown up, I'm like that. Oh my God! We just witnessed something horrible. Um, but it's okay. She's okay. She just hurt her ankle. It's all good. <laughs> um, and uh, her and Barbie and uh, and uh, uh, Rafa, Emily. And, you know, Emily They're doing good. They're all good and happy. Until bum bum bum. Uh, it turns out that someone has told the principal, I guess, whatever director, that Barbie pushed. Sorry, Malibu pushed Brooklyn down the stairs um, or into the orchestra pit, rather. And it was intentional in order to eliminate her from the competition, which I couldn't think of the movie that this reminded me of the whole time. Maybe you can help me with this. This reminded me of a movie or a TV show so much and I can't figure out what it is.
0: Yeah, I... I have the exact same feeling and I can't figure out what it is. Um I, I know, know that, that this like it. exact thing happens in some other yeah. movie. Um
1: It's not Black Swan, I don't know. but I don't know. it is close. Black Swan shares about 80% of the plot of this movie, which is hysterical by the way. <laughs> this is baby True. basically Yay. baby Black Swan. Yeah, and and <laughs> a lot of the same sort of like I don't know. Just a lot of the same kind of general themes of perfection and and what are you willing to do and all that, except baby. So fascinating. But damn, uh, you know, obviously this this is resolved. She gets sent home. She's expelled. They figure out that that's not the case. For some reason, Brooklyn flies to Malibu to go get her to bring her back.
0: That part was which fucking felt like awesome.
1: maybe the school could have just called instead of sending a child but i was like wait a minute
0: (laughs) brooklyn's mom flies airplanes so she gets free flights i guess unlimited free plane rides um also the part when she the her parents open the door and uh malibu just hears singing from downstairs and Brooklyn is just standing in the doorway just singing at her parents
1: which is very again like that immediately reminded me of a say anything or B like uh uh Troy coming to sing to Gabriella to get her out of the house again right to like convince her like you have to come do it like which all of those things I just mentioned are romantic like it's not like a normal friend a friend would send a text (laughs) she flies across the country (laughs) Also, yeah. just a little bit of self uh, self criticism here. Shout out to this movie, and also wrapping my own knuckles here. The whole movie, when Brooklyn's like, "My mom gets to fly ever," I was like, "That's cool. Her mom's a, a flight attendant. That's neat." And then in that scene, they're like, "Boom, you idiot! Check your misogyny at the door. She's the pilot, you fool!" And she wow. flew her here on her own plane.
0: <laughs> well, I just um, didn't see that coming. Clearly, I have like no misogyny in me because. I assumed that the mom was the pilot the whole time because girl boss. I did not, you know,
1: and that's on me. That's on wow. me. Uh, How embarrassing! <laughs> I mean, I, I will give it this: like, I it is definitely unique and interesting to see. It's not even like a plot point, but I can't think of a whole ton of children's properties where like you're introduced to the young black girl's mom who's like a pilot, right? Like she's like a working professional who is not she's like not around as much. And that's what you're told because she has what we view as like a very traditionally like, I guess not white collar job. But you know what I mean? It's like a it's like a almost equitable to like doctor lawyer in our society. It's like mm. then there's pilots. And again, it was just sort of an interesting like way to go movie. like you're you're making a lot of choices here that I don't think you would have made quite a few years ago. and it's nice to see them actually being made. So that was pretty cool, uh, we'll take yeah it, Mattel. so exactly. They get back and everything's okay, and they put on their show, and it's wonderful, and um, I don't think anything really bad happens to Miller. I don't think he, like, they don't kill him. <laughs> I the... think his, his daughter's <laughs> mad at him, but that's about it.
0: <laughs> well, I think we we forgot to mention that he was the one that was lying about yes. Malibu pushing Brooklyn, which she didn't actually do. Um, right. Yeah, I so mean, it's a classic case of, like, famous kid doesn't want to be famous but they're yeah it's not my dream it's your dream dad classic um yeah yeah and obviously the dad is willing to go to extreme lengths to uh you know fight for his child and that's admirable yeah
1: <laughs> I guess.
0: That's a <laughs> I don't joke. Know if I'm, that was a joke.
1: I, oh, I see. I see. I thought you were fully uh, on board. Yes. like, yes, No, let it. the record
0: show that that was a joke.
1: <laughs> got it. Got it. Um, yes. I thought it was interesting that they make it, they really make sure you understand that Emmy and Brooklyn's split is not due to a fault of either of their party. Like, Emmy yeah. had no desire to basically leave her in a lurch when they were children and ditch her that was at the behest of her father in the journey for success and perfection. Break
0: up with her. Um,
1: Exactly. Right. Like you, we're, you're done. You're not going to have friends anymore or friends. um, Mm -hmm. And you can't watch friends on TV anymore. So she got all three. It was awful. Um, Yeah. And uh, uh, you know, it's just interesting to see that they kind of leave it with like a, we're not, they have no animosity once this is discovered. It's, I wouldn't say they go back to previous because we all know we're, Brooklyn and Malibu are headed, but sure. um, then again, Malibu's going back home, so maybe Brooklyn and Emmy do get back together. We'll I don't see. know.
0: We'll see. Right person, Could wrong be. time.
1: So the only other notes I have about this, I took very few notes on this movie as comparison to the, to the previous ones, uh, partly because I felt like you, since these were such important movies to you, I needed to really like dive into little things, but the other reason is I, there's so much of this I enjoyed that I just was actually kind of clicked into it a lot of the time. Um, but the other things I really wanted to point out was the music. I really employed Alex's help here because she knows music a lot better than I do, but the songs definitely felt like they were being, um, almost like you were growing them in a lab and like there was Mm. Petri dishes that had labels on them. Right. And the first song's label was high school musical. We need a song that sounds like that. And the second one said Kesha. There's a third one, which is like the ballad that I couldn't quite figure out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Couldn't quite get it. There's another one in there too that I thought kind of sounded almost like Ariana Grande esque, but I couldn't. It was the one that
0: was like a toxic positivity. It. it was like good vibes, good vibes.
1: Okay, and that had a rap vibes. verse
0: in it, which was kind of like a Yeah.
1: It sounded exactly like Melin manuel Randa. Like, hmm, okay. it, it was exactly his syncopation of lyrics, at least to me. That was the first thing that happened. I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, i didn't hate the songs and i wasn't really frustrated i was more laughing at like you know this is this is the new generation's version of what i think you and i experienced a lot when we were younger which is that big companies like this are obviously trying to cater to kids but often in like a very patronizing way so rather than licensing songs or like getting somebody to make something original they're basically just again like growing little you know uh, Horror homunculus versions of songs that they think that Gen Z kids know, right? Like, let's give them a Lin Manuel song because they're gonna love it. I feel
0: like all of these songs could have been written by bots, and
1: yes, thank you. I
0: wouldn't be able to tell the difference. That's exactly
1: what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, and they they fed them one word. They said, "Make me a Lin Manuel song," and the bot said, "You got it," and then. (laughs) out it came and it's just sort of funny to hear i i really didn't hate them i i actually enjoyed the music and like a very i don't have good taste in music so let's start there but i enjoyed them in the sense that like i don't know i've heard songs that drove me more nuts um this is gonna be hard for i think a lot of our listeners to hear but i can't stand camp rock with the fury of a thousand suns and i think the music in it is awful i liked the music in this movie more than camp rock
0: no that's not a joke
1: i enjoyed it way more (laughs)
0: Well, okay, your opinion is invalid because you have bad I know, that's a bad one. It's a rough one.
1: Um, Yes, it's an opinion that I I can rarely speak about with my other podcast partner, Shalila. You should Uh, be ashamed. It's probably the only thing that I think we've actually fought about where I don't think she spoke to me for a little bit (laughs) when I said I didn't like rock. (laughs) I respect that. Sorry. Sorry, Shalila. So... Uh, that is Barbie big city, big dreams. Um, is there any last things you want to touch on before we give our ratings?
0: Um, yes. So a couple things, um, in the ending when they were doing their like spotlight performance, um, their dresses were the colors of the bi flag and the lesbian flag so were they really interesting yes um i did not notice that i'm Let me guessing see if I can find that a was not intentional but <laughs> i saw it um then also i a big like thing that they keep talking about throughout the whole movie is um how like wow what are the odds that there's another barbie roberts uh it must be one in a million and i looked it up <laughs> um so There are (laughs) seven Barbie Robertses in the U.S. So it's actually How many you cut out? There are seven Barbie Roberts in the U.S. So it's not one in a million. It is seven in 329.5 million, which is, you know, even more impressive. Um, And then I also looked up the frequency of our names. Um, So (laughs) there are only two other Carolyn Shooties in the U.S., so I'm, like, pretty special and unique. Are
1: you kidding me? That's it?
0: <laughs> but there are 739 Eric Morales. <laughs> so, you That not
1: is... I'm not sure what you're using for this. Here's why I'll say that. I fully believe... I- I- I'm i surprisingly to Carolyn Shooties, but I believe it. I believe that there's seven Barbie Roberts. I refuse to believe there's that few Eric Moraleses. That name is so common, it's nuts. I don't know why. I-, I will say this. I think a lot of where I'm finding it also includes Mexico. Uh, okay. So that's it's possible I'm not just thinking about the U.S., but that name is so common, it's annoying. <laughs> so
0: well, I'm actually surprised that the, it's that low.
1: Yeah. Like, I yeah. thought it would have been at least into the thousands, if not whatever. So no. I- I'm very surprised by on, that. This
0: um, on howmanyofme.com.
1: <laughs> so... Seven uh out of three hundred and twenty five million gives us uh point oh 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 two one five percent chance of uh or rather point oh 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 two one five percent of the United States is Barbie Roberts, so yeah, it may not be one in a million, but it's pretty damn small. wait, no, it's yeah. more than one in a million, is't
0: it yeah, it's even less likely than yeah. one in a million, yeah.
1: Wow, so that is a big deal.
0: Yeah. I amazing. like that. Okay, now <laughs> so I'm looking up the lesbian flag sharp. here. Uh-huh.
1: Okay, I do think there's one problem. Now, Brooklyn is wearing only colors found in the bi-flag. Yes. Barbie's does contain colors of the bi-flag, but a prominent color on her dress is green, and there is no green in the bi-flag. Um. So I don't <laughs> know if I can follow you down that path, but I will say... It isn't
0: I think that's like, blue. I don't think that's green. That's blue.
1: There's no blue in the in the lesbian flag either.
0: Well, no, but it's in the bi flag.
1: Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I was going to say regardless, it is very rainbowy. Like I, I it, it's not literally a rainbow dress, but in the sense that I feel like what Mattel's going to allow through, yeah. I, I I I I'd I'd buy this. I'm with you. I mean, okay, even the colors you. in the background on the poster yeah. are
0: bi flag colors. Almost
1: entirely bi flag colors, so i I really don't think that uh, I mean, hold on to your seat. I really don't think that you're far off here, Carrie. Wow, I don't think you're I think all this is is right on.
0: This is groundbreaking for me. I'm so excited
1: <laughs> i yeah, I, I there oh uh one one last moment. I'm actually curious what are the moments you can pick out for me because I mean, let's put it this way, if I notice this many i'm that means I noticed like a fifth right of what there probably was <laughs> um when she falls through the doors. And Malibu catches her; that she really catches her thigh.
0: Uh huh. Like,
1: there's a good five seconds of them standing there with Brooklyn in her arms, but specifically with Malibu's hand on her thigh, mostly exposed thigh, (laughs) just just kind of there. And I'm like, well, my goodness, I noticed that was a saucy catch.
0: (laughs) Yes. There also was during like the ballad song. They talked about they were like this was special and. This time felt different. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes.
1: Um when when she's upset with her, when Brooklyn's upset yeah. with her, yeah. she says I thought that um I think the exact line is I thought you were special. I mm. thought this was special. And that was again, they're basically screaming you don't mean the friendship.
0: Woof. We see yeah. you, Barbie. I
1: I was I was so surprised to see it and and pleasantly surprised i mean I, I really think this is a really interesting way to do it and i hope that they only get more uh i was gonna say more brazen but let's be honest it's just being more not bad like <laughs> i hope they get more chill right like just chill out even more and continue to be what they will consider brazen and just in whatever 10 more years we'll see if we can actually uh have barbin uh, barbin mm-hmm. barbin and broby uh, mm-hmm. uh malibu and brooklyn you know tie the knot there.
0: Yeah. I um, would love to have more bisexual propaganda in my life.
1: I mean, I, I, I feel like, do you know if there's been a Pride Barbie?
0: Mm, I doubt it. I don't think so.
1: Cause it, I, I, all I'm getting at is I feel like within the next 10 years, I would put, I would comfortably put not all my money, but I would comfortably put some money in Vegas <laughs> on the bet that because of the wonders of capitalism, they decide in the next 10 years that they can make more money with buy barbie lesbian barbie uh, yeah. uh 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 rainbow flag barbie as opposed to not in which they sell the barbies that have a outfit that has those colors and is explicitly that right like yeah it just feels like an obvious get that capitalism will eventually demand in the same way that oh, uh, all, sure. all corporations are now rainbow you know they logos. throw up the pride flag exactly it, yeah. and i'm sure i would imagine barbie has probably done rainbow logos during pride month i don't know for sure but i would imagine. Um, know that
0: they have i feel like i would have seen that
1: the only reason i think that's true is because this year for the first time i think that i've ever seen disney did it where they were doing Mm. uh, a pride either posts or logos or whatever and that to me is always like okay if the mouse is in i'm guessing everyone else is too i I might be wrong about that but
0: oh wait okay i guess guess i just googled barbie pride collection and there are Barbies that have T-shirts that say "Love Wins" in oh, rainbow. Good. Um, so they did it.
1: That's wow. the. That, they solved it. Yeah. I don't know, Carrie. I don't know what you're always complaining about. Barbie solved it.
0: Yeah, I'm so sorry. Seems like
1: there is equality.
0: It's like making you such a big deal out of this for nothing.
1: Thank God we can finally stop talking about this. Uh, well. Yeah, jeez. That's. I'll shut up. Barbie <laughs> <Bye>. solved it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank yep. you, Barbie. Uh, okay. that's Barbie, big city, big dreams. Uh, Carrie, what is your rating? How many, um, timpanis would you get? Gi- I loved the guy with the timpani. I don't know oh, what yeah. his deal was, but I loved it. How many Timpanies would you give Barbie, big city, big dream?
0: Um, I would give this, mm, maybe three out of five.
1: Three out of five. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Three out of five. Now let's review really quick. So obviously you're five for five on Nutcracker. 11 out of
0: 5,
1: please. (laughs) Right. Sorry. I think you were 5 for 5 on Rapunzel. It may have been 4 or 5. I think
0: it was like 4.8 or something like that. We'll have to check the record. That sounds right. Um,
1: And Christmas Carol was what?
0: Also pretty high.
1: (laughs) Okay. So here's the reason I'm bringing this up. I think we have a first for Barbie as the podcast princess. Yeah. I think this is the first time that I'm going to rate higher than you.
0: Whoa. I
1: give uh, Barbie Big City Big Dreams four timpanies out of five. I really liked this one. I liked this one, I think, as much as I liked The Christmas Carol. Um, Christmas Carol for its ingenuity and design. This one didn't have as much sort of novelty there, but its writing was just the best I've seen yet. It it was, characters made sense, conflicts made sense, there was arc, there was growth, there was interesting dynamics. Um, Frankly, this wasn't a bad movie in and outside of Barbie. It was like a fine movie. So, um, I was very, I was very surprised. So, Okay. Uh, Carrie, what's our games for today? Give it to us.
0: Yeah. So, um, I will be honest. I forgot about this part until, uh, right when we started recording. So I wrote these down at yeah. the beginning. Um,
1: that's how you do it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So our first question or our first game is, um, fuck, Mary kill. Of course. The cities <laughs> of Malibu and Brooklyn and Chicago. Not, uh... n- not the people, the places.
1: Okay, well, I've never been to Brooklyn or Malibu, but um, I don't like New York. Sorry, New York. I'm not a big fan of your city. And I I will give it this. The reason I'm not a big fan is because I was there once for six hours and I didn't like it. So I'm not like (laughs) I don't have like a wealth of of knowledge. Um, Times Square was just very full and um, I didn't go anywhere else. So, you know, whatever. And but, you didn't
0: uh, get to see two queer teenagers perform, so wasn't no, like that. I
1: didn't. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that seems very surprising since I was in New York, but uh, yeah. yeah, didn't. So Malibu, I would choose to spend my evening with. Obviously, I, I Malibu seems cool. Um, I don't know much about it. I feel like all my knowledge of Malibu comes from like '90s, so mm-hmm. but it, it seems sexy. Um, Chicago Chicago's great Mary Chicago Chicago's Chicago's forever the third coast best yeah. coast um, I agree and uh, I'm killing Brooklyn sorry Brooklyn not the character Brooklyn the okay. place and really only because I think of it as being part of New York so sorry about that Brooklyn
0: okay I think I would fuck Brooklyn because I feel like you know when I think of Brooklyn I think of like kind of granola hipstery type people and you know I can vibe with that that kind of shit. So I think we would have a great night together. Um, and then probably kill Malibu, marry Chicago, because you can't beat Chicago. Um, yeah. Okay. Where's our brother the movie set question, in Chicago?
1: That's what yeah. I would,
0: like. I would love to love to know. We'll see. Yeah. We should write them a letter. Um, my next question is, if you went to fake jewelry Juilliard, what would you go for?
1: Hmm. I want to hear your answer first, so I have time to think.
0: Okay, so I would. I mean, I would obviously wanna be a Broadway star. So I would go I would do the the musical theater track. I don't know if that actually exists at real Juilliard, but at fake Juilliard it does. Um and yeah, I would uh want to be um, you know, a superstar on Broadway. That's the dream.
1: Does it have to be something related to the arts? Yeah. Is that what Juilliard does? Fake Juilliard? Yes,
0: that is what they do. <laughs>
1: Okay, so I'm going to use the word the arts very broadly. I have a boring answer, which is I guess I would go for film. Um, I assume that's something Juilliard does. I don't know if that's true. Maybe. Um, I don't know, actually. So that or voice acting or something, that'd be cool. Um, But my non-boring answer is if they don't already have a dungeon mastering track, they should. (laughs) And I want to be clear, that's not dungeon -like, like BDSM. That's Dungeons and Dragons, Dungeon Master. Yeah, it is an Um, art, definitely. Yeah, that's what I would choose. So, I hopefully I win the spotlight thing so that I can sit up on the stage for three hours. Oh yeah, you can just live watch me roll dice and make stuff up.
0: That sounds great. That's basically already what I do. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it is. (laughs) You are the (laughs) DM.
0: Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. So there are like kind of two prongs for my next question. Um, Amazing. Okay. I guess let's let's start with the more boring one. If you met another Eric Morales, would you bang? <laughs> this is another oh, person named saying. Eric Morales, not another version of yourself.
1: Sure. Sure. Well, there's one problem with this statement already, um which has to do with my preferred sexuality, so
0: Sure.
1: I'm going to choose to assume that this is someone who looks just like me?
0: No, I don't named
1: think so. Erica Morales. Okay, okay. And <laughs> it looks just like me. Like okay. it's it's indistinguishable. Um and I think the answer is no. <laughs> I think I have a hard time. I think I have a hard enough time as it is dealing with like my concept of self. I don't think I'd want to like explore that more (laughs) i think i'm good um i'm gonna go with no yeah i'm gonna go no okay
0: if i i i totally would no question about it um
1: i i had no doubts
0: yeah okay so then the the more interesting prong of this is say let's say this hypothetical situation where a future version of you time travels to current you and you get to spend 24 hours together What are you doing with future Eric?
1: Oh, my God. Uh Uh-huh. Man, you always hit the best questions right at the end. Thank you. (sighs) What would I be doing with future Eric? Uh
0: Uh-huh. For 24 hours. Like, would you be, like, pestering him about life choices? Would you, like... that's
1: what I was going to say. What I was going to ask is, like, can I ask those questions? Because if so... That's definitely it. All I'm doing is asking like, yeah, what goes wrong? What is the exact time and details so I can avoid it? Tell me. So if that's off the table though, which I feel like is more interesting if it is, then I have to pick like a like an event. I think it's or like a like an activity.
0: I would say it's up to future Eric about uh, whether or not that's off the table, which it sounds like you're deciding, yes, it it, it is off the table. Um, so
1: then I will have chosen that. Um, exactly. That. In which case, here's what here's what I would do. I would choose to sit down and play a mildly competitive board game with my future self because oh my God. The, str- the 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 con- like the, the 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 interesting part of it to me would be does my future self remember what I'm going to do? Can I beat <laughs> myself at a board game? I'm my greatest enemy. I think mm-hmm. it'd be quite fun.
0: I think you should do a battle royale, a and d battle royale with your future self.
1: With myself? I like yes. that. I like that.
0: Because I feel like then, yeah, you're really using like your creativity to try to beat each other. Okay. Yeah.
1: No, I like that. I'm down. Cool. Great. Yeah, so if I met... question. At,
0: if I met my future self, um, well, we're definitely banging. Um right. And... um. Just to see what happens, you know, like I'm so curious, <laughs> um
1: well, you and, and I can have a conversation after the podcast is over about what happens. We can have a we'll sit down and chat about okay. what happens, but
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> when um, when a
1: Carrie and a Carrie love each other very much,
0: yes, it's a beautiful romance. um, I'm a Leo if our listeners can't tell <laughs> um. um
1: and don't I know it?
0: Yes, very much what so. What Does that
1: mean, listeners? Can you tell me what that means, listeners? Does that do all Leos want to sleep with future versions of themselves?
0: I'm just a is little that that bit. Uh,
1: Carrie, this is for the listeners, not oh, for okay. you. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. To, please write in and let me know.
0: <laughs> I don't want to get between you and our <laughs> listeners. Okay. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So, for we would we would do that first, and then um, probably afterwards we would maybe like. I think we would probably, like, I don't know, get drunk together and, like, I don't go to Disney World maybe. I feel like that would be really hilarious. Um, yeah, that would be our day, <laughs> getting drunk at Disney World after banging. I like it. Yeah.
1: So here's my final question before we close out the pod. Mm-hmm. We have to, of course, talk about uh, – I, I do apologize. I do have to call you out. You did miss acronym our theory. It is not called the BCU. It is, in fact, called the BUTT.
0: Oh, the Barbie sorry.
1: unification theory, so as sorry. you know. The butt. The Barbie butt, if you prefer. That doesn't really make sense because then yeah. it's the Barbie Barbie unification theory, but that's okay. <laughs> so okay. do you believe, like, given what we just watched, where does this movie fit into the butt? What I mean by that is this: mm-hmm. is this movie a prequel to any of the previous films we have seen? Such that this Barbie is the Barbie who's doing ballet, the Barbie who is painting, or the Barbie who's getting ready to go help. Homeless orphans, um, or is this another dimension Barbie, and mm-hmm. uh, specifically Malibu Barbie in this case?
0: I think I the way that I'm starting to view it is just that in the time tunnel from Christmas Carol, that's where it all started, and so I kind of think that like when Barbie went into the time tunnel, then like y- you know multiple. Dimensions spun off of that, and so we got a bunch of variants of Barbie from that, and so they've all been living in their own dimensions since then. Maybe, so they're not the okay, same. Okay, so person. you think this
1: is separate? Okay. Yeah,
0: I think they're all got separate. It.
1: I, I think the way I'm currently tracking it is based on the sisters' names. So if I'm right, we currently have three different worlds because mm-hmm. we have one with Shelley. Yep. We've had two with Kelly, I believe. I think so. Uh, orphans, sorry, Christmas Carol and <laughs> um, and Rapunzel. And we have had, uh, if I'm right about that, and then one with three sisters. Yes. Chelsea, Skipper, and Bingo, or whatever.
0: And um, Stacy. I think it's Bingo. Okay. Uh,
1: and her parents. <laughs> and her two parents. So... Uh, that's how i'm sort of choosing to think about it right now is so far we've seen three different worlds um and uh yeah we'll have to see what happens next this has been your uh, butt update mm-hmm. um the barbie unification theory
0: can't wait so, to see how this all turns out and i hope that at the end of this we can maybe or honestly maybe we should start now creating a timeline um the sacred timeline yeah, i think it to be
1: kind of like a map right yeah yeah I it has th- to be I like i think like we a, need yeah. to
0: start documenting these things otherwise we'll get way more yeah. confused later on
1: i'm gonna rely on you for that you're okay. i think you're more visual than i am yeah
0: i'll yeah. see what i can do
1: okay great uh folks this has been uh barbie as a podcast princess with barbie big city big dreams um we didn't talk about the fact that it's not an in a i think it's just barbie
0: oh yeah it is
1: big city big dreams uh, uh, so yeah, this is not her starring, this is about her. There you go. Wow. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, you can find our podcast. Well, wherever you found it today, ideally, that's probably either Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Good uh, job. soon to be other places. Um, if you enjoy our show, first off, obviously, second off, uh, the most helpful thing you can do is leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five stars and tell us about how amazing we are at talking about the Barbie unification theory. Talk about how great the butt is. Um, You Please. could also share it with your friends. Just tell them. Tell all your friends who enjoy Barbie, uh, your, your friends, siblings who enjoy Barbie. Probably not their parents. Um, Carrie curses so much. So much. It's I really It's like recording do. with a same. Yeah, I hope that my parents Barbie never listen to this. <laughs> I'm going to send it. Send it to your parents <laughs> and say, this is this is what you rot when you bottle those Barbies. Uh, <laughs> Hi, mom and dad. I'm sorry folks. for
0: all the sex jokes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> send them to those folks and let them know we would love for them to listen. Uh, and let us know what movie we should do next. Uh, Carrie is our curator, but we would of course love to have audience feedback as well. So let us know. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at BarbiePod, uh, where you can connect with us there. Hopefully, we'll have a Twitter up here soon as well. Until then, I'm Eric. I'm Carrie. Thanks for listening, everybody.
0: Bye.